Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. This is episode 12. My name is Jennifer, and I've been a corporate flight attendant for over five years. I give you the brutally honest truth of the job and the industry, and I have a book for sale. You can find the details in the show notes. Also, I'm working on a website that will have several digital and consultant products. Everything is contactless, so no physical shipping. I'll let you know when it's up. I will be recording an episode for this podcast once a month, possibly twice. That's my new schedule because I'm really busy. Okay, COVID update. It is early 2021, going into the second week of January 2021. What I'm seeing is jobs are sparse, and even the experienced people, the experienced corporate flight attendants are fighting for a lot of jobs, even contract jobs. So being a newbie, I'm not sure this is the right time to train and step in the industry unless you have guaranteed work or you have a market that you know is going to be busy and they want you. Guaranteed work means, for example, you your, your brother is a director of aviation or your sister is a chief pilot on an account or you're friends with a rich family and they want you to be the flight attendant on their private jet. That's what I mean by guaranteed work. Other than that, training and then trying to find a job in this climate right now, I'm not sure it's going to be so easy, but hey, you never know. But if it were me, I would gather a lot of industry information right now and then maybe look into it when flying starts more again, when we're more a hold of this vaccine and of this of COVID. That's that's the only advice I can give you because I don't want people to waste their money. If you have the money and it's a drop in the bucket for you, great, then do it. Train, why not? As I predicted, I'm seeing more flying, especially to places like Mexico, Aspen, Colorado, and a lot of celebrities are buying in Wyoming, and, and not only celebrities, but rich people, because it's an income tax-free state. If you can prove that you live in Wyoming more than six months a year, your income becomes tax-free. So a lot of the rich are doing this in COVID. Therefore, I foresee a lot more travel, private jet travel to and from Wyoming. All right. So today we are talking about the galley or small kitchen you will be working in on an aircraft. I want to start out with a funny story. I used to fly with this chairman and the lead FA was a culinary trained chef. She was she was trained in France, I believe. She cooked for a Saudi prince on board. That's how elite she was. Um, she trains people on Air Force One. She's that elite. And she calls me because I had filled in for her. And she said, the chairman loves the way you make eggs. How do you do it on board? Because all there is on board, most of these private jets, you just get a microwave and an oven. And I found it funny that this high-end French culinary trained, cooked for the Saudi prince, chef slash flight attendant is asking me for cooking advice, but she did. And all I would do is I take a glass Pyrex cup. 
I'd put two eggs in there, salt, pepper, a little water. I'd mix it up with a fork. I'd put it in the microwave for around a minute, a minute and a half. I would take it out, mix it up again, and then another minute until it looked like a fluffy omelet. I'd take it out, put it on a dish, and mash it up, and it looked like freshly made scrambled eggs. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. So that's a tip for you if you want to make your passengers scrambled eggs. And I find they're really excited about it and they like that they're getting fresh eggs and you can say to them, okay, do you want to put peppers in or salt and pepper? They'll be really impressed by you. But but anyway, I thought that was kind of a funny story and a good tip for if you want to make eggs on a plane. There are different types of galleys, anything from a Gulfstream 650 or G650 to Challenger 300 or a Hawker where you're only going to get a teeny tiny microwave. Everything in the galley is tiny. The counter space, storage space, closets, sink, microwave. For example, with the microwave, you can only stick in a large dinner plate and that's it. I would say maybe medium to large dinner plate and that's it. And if you're in something like a a Hawker or a Citation 10 or Challenger 300, you can stick in maybe a small dinner plate. The ovens on these planes are really tiny. Think of a large baking sheet. Now cut it into thirds. A third of that baking sheet is what you can put into the oven. That's how tiny these ovens, these microwaves, etc. are. You must get used to working in a small space and storing in a small space. The trash bin can be normal size, like a large kitchen bin, And you should keep it clean for storage in case passengers, or we call them PACs, P-A-X, bring extra food. This happens all the time. You're not going to be aware and PACs will come on the plane and say, oh, I brought dessert or I brought this or I brought that. And you already have everything stored to the gills. Keep that trash bin clean so you can store it there. When you arrive on the plane, this is absolutely imperative. You open every single drawer, closet, oven, microwave, etc. to see where things are. This is a good way to know the placement of everything before you are in flight. Because let me tell you, you don't want to figure this out in flight. When people are asking you for drinks and to make you salads and the owner may be a little impatient, you don't want to be figuring it out. So make sure you get there early and you open every single drawer, everything you can open. If you can learn one thing in this episode about the galley, one thing, if you if you said, Jennifer, I only want to take away one thing, here it is. Ask the lead flight attendant or pilots beforehand, before even stepping on the plane, about the location of napkins and placemats. I know, it sounds like, what are you talking about? This isn't a big deal at all, but you have no idea how much time I have personally wasted looking for napkins and placemats for packs. Lead flight attendants store them in the oddest places. For example, there was a secret compartment actually inside, literally inside the galley door, and that's where the placemats were. The pilots and I went on a hunt for them. We could not find them. We called the lead flight attendant on her vacation day. I felt horrible about it, but we had to. And it was some weird contraption where you open the door and then you have to push in between the door and a secret compartment pops out. 
I'm not making this up. Can you believe that? Serious. So definitely find out where they are. Sometimes they're in the cabin, sometimes behind the first seat or even in the back lav, lav meaning bathroom. Know where the napkins and the placemats are and locate them immediately upon coming on the plane. Another tip is look for the cutting board. Flight attendants often have tiny cutting boards in the galley and you'll be using them all the time. You absolutely cannot cut on the countertop. Those countertops are worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I'll tell you something, the pilots and especially the mechanics will look at a countertop before a trip and after a trip. And if they see new cut marks, you're going to be in trouble. So make sure you use the cutting boards. They can be in strange places too. I've seen them in microwaves. I, I've seen them in galley drawers, or I'm sorry, I've seen them in lab drawers. I've seen them strange places. So just try to find those cutting boards. You'll be using them all the time. Make sure the snack basket and or snack drawer are full. The basket is usually located in cabin, but the snack drawer can be located in the galley. Snacks consist of chips, pretzels, Smart Pop. I have no idea, but rich people love Smart Pop. It's a type of guilt-free popcorn. All sorts of candies from peanut M&Ms to Snickers to high-end chocolate to gummy bears, lollipops, Skittles, Cliff Bars, Kind Bars. I've seen Cracker Jacks. I've seen some old-fashioned things. (laughs) Whatever they want. The packs are obsessed with the snack basket or drawer. So you must have it full or bring a bag or two of backups if they're not on board already. This is something good to ask the lead flight attendant. You know, make sure she has stocked that drawer for you. And if there are backups, which there should be, where are the backups? A lot of times you'll see the backups hanging in bags in cargo. I cannot tell you how obsessed the packs are with these snack baskets and snack drawers. They, this is their fun plain food. And if you don't have it, it's going to really annoy them. So I have a really funny story for you. I did this flight with Orthodox Jewish people and a bunch of rabbis, and they were absolutely lovely. And they requested food from this famous kosher caterer in Teterboro, which was easy. And I got them these beautiful, huge, freshly baked chocolate chip kosher cookies. And I was happy to present them. So I presented them, arranged them nicely, put them down. I go back into the galley to do my thing, come back out later. They're ripping open packages of (laughs) Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies from the snack basket. Even though they saw, they all saw the cookies. They didn't touch one. They wanted the Chips Ahoy. So that's what I'm saying. The packs... (laughs) love their crappy snacks. So make sure you have them. Learn the cabin computer system. Here's another good story. I called a director of aviation. I talked to a captain and the director of aviation called the mechanic for me and we could not find the name of what you call this. So I'm going to say it's a cabin computer system. Learn the cabin computer system. If it's a newer plane, it's basically an iPad of touchscreens. It's easy if you own an iPad or you have a cell phone, just play around with it. 
you won't have any problems. If it's located in the galley, which they normally are, if it's a new plane, such as a Gulfstream 650 or G650 or Global or Falcon 8X, this is where you can check your water tanks, make sure the water tanks are full, make sure in flight you're not using too much water, make sure the water heaters are on. This is where you can control the fridge, the freezer drawer temperatures, change the lighting and shades, and also this is how you control the entertainment system. I don't care what anyone says to you. Pilots will say things to you like, oh, this passenger never watches TV. You don't have to know it. Or this passenger never listens to music. You don't have to know the entertainment system. Never, ever go by that because I find they're wrong a lot of the times. And you never know if they bring a new person on who wants to watch a movie or TV or something like that. So make sure you know the entertainment system. You can ask the mechanic when you're prepping for the flight and have him or her show you, that's a good way to go about it. But just make sure you know that. Be very careful with any dish or glassware or anything breakable. It's thousands of dollars to replace. And the lead flight attendant and pilots won't be happy. Listen, accidents do happen, but make sure they don't as much as you can. I'm not going to lie. Have I broken a glass? Have I broken a dish? Yep, it's happened, but not a lot in five years. And I really don't like telling a lead flight attendant when that happens. So just make sure you're careful. Another thing I want to add while I'm thinking about this is something that really annoys owners is when you're too loud in the galley. So if you're slamming drawers, don't do that. Don't slam drawers, just everything quietly. And also they don't like it because these drawers are worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. This plane could be worth $35 million in your slamming drawers. So just everything done quietly, close the drawers, closet doors, whatever it is, quietly in the galley. For example, to replace a coffee pot, and let me tell you, it's just a black, nothing to look at coffee pot, could be $5,500 because it's retrofitted for that plane. I used to fly an account with a closet that had honey spilled inside and the owner would not replace it because of the closet's location, it would cost $1 million to replace. So if you want to remember something good, (laughs) or you want to remember something, I guess, memorable of how to treat a plane, remember that $1 million closet. Also, don't put dishes in the microwave. A lot of times they have a metal trim and the same with glasses, I should say. Glasses a lot of time have a metal trim and it's going to make the microwave spark and possibly catch on fire and you will not work again. So do not put that in the microwave. Run the sink in a small stream. There's not a lot of water in the water tanks and that water is for the entire plane. So what I do is if I wash dishes, I just put it on the tiniest little stream and I wash and obviously I turn it on and off. Another tip is to take a larger bowl, squeeze some dishwashing liquid in it, and then fill it with water and that's your water to wash with, almost like you're filling a sink. That's a good idea too. Don't ever throw anything down a sink unless it's a water or a clear liquid like clear soda or white wine. 
colored liquid stain the outside of the plane because the way they go out, they go out onto the shell of the plane. This beyond annoys pilots when they see it and mechanics don't like it either. Never throw coffee or coffee grinds down the sink. That is the kiss of death. It will clog all sinks. The pilots will be very unhappy with you and the mechanics will be even more unhappy with you to the point that you're not flying that account again. Throw everything in the trash bin. You know, a a good example is rosé. Should I throw rosé down the sink or not? I've never thrown a glass of rosé down the sink because to me it has that pink color. I just throw it in the trash bin to be safe. There's a product called Sanisorb that you throw into the trash bin and it will solidify all liquids. Sanisorb is this pouch that you open. It's a powder. You throw it in the trash bin and that's how it solidifies all liquids. You can find them at FBOs. You probably would have to order them online if they don't have them on the plane. The product, again, is called Sanisorb, S-A-N-I hyphen S-O-R-B, Sanisorb. Put everything back in the exact place you found it. If you don't, this really annoys lead flight attendants. If there aren't a lot of dishes and or it's a long flight, Wash the dishes, the glasses, the silverware, and put them away where you found them. That will make the lead flight attendant happy. When giving silverware to the FBO to wash, because a lot of times you don't have to wash your your own you know, glassware, but if you give it to the FBO to wash, put the silverware in a large Ziploc bag with the tail number on it and marker, and then you're going to have a dish bin or a dish tub. Arrange the dishes and the glasses in that tub so they don't break. And if you can't do it, then use paper towels and make some sort of padding so they don't break. Before takeoff and landing, do a double check of the galley to make sure everything is secure I'm telling you, I wish I, again, I wish I could say I was a perfect flight attendant, but I'm not. I've had a few incidents where things went rolling (laughs) off the galley counter and into cabin. Luckily, no owner noticed, but I did have a few passengers notice who were cool about it. Um, So definitely do that, especially if you have something like a fruit fruit basket, you know, throw that in the microwave or, or put it in a drawer because you never know. In flight, even while preparing food, keep the galley as clean as possible, especially when flying with a mechanic. The pilots and the mechanics will actually notice and will talk if they see a horrendously messy galley. And again, they don't like it because it's a multi, multi, multi million dollar plane. Also, the owner or the packs may come into the galley or it's a galley that's exposed or the owner wants the door open. So be in the habit of keeping the galley clean in all situations. When you're preparing food for a lot of passengers, of course, they're going to understand it's going to get a little messy, especially if it's for a ton of people. But downright messy and dirty is bad, especially if they're stepping on things on the galley floor, not acceptable. The lav or bathroom will most likely be near the galley. Be sure that lab is kept clean too, even if it's a crew lab, because I've seen many, many, many times the owner use the crew lab. I've seen passengers use the crew lab, so make sure that lab is in tip-top shape. 
And I think I gave you all of my tips on the galley. I recommend you Google or YouTube private jet galley and see what they look like. So you know when you go onto the plane, especially before your first trip or your first trip on that model of plane. Definitely listen back to this episode before trips for a good refresher. If you have any questions, email me at freespiritpodcast, that's with an S, at gmail.com. And check out the show notes for my book. I do not repeat information between the book and the podcast. So you're getting all fresh new information. And until next time, happy new year, I should say, and happy flying.